This is Hope and Health with Doctors Michelle and Mark Sherwood. Insights and interviews with a dose of straight talk to help you enjoy optimal health in all areas of life. We're back. Welcome back, everyone. Thanks for being with us once again. Now, we have talked about a lot this idea of eating well. Um, we've talked about, you've heard us many, many times, we feel like a, we're beating that dead that drum that so drum. much. And yeah, so it just becomes, it becomes resonant on the inside. You yeah. hear it so much, it just be, you get it in your mindset, it sinks into your heart set, and then that's the way you become. <laughs> so it just becomes easy. So we've talked about what we're supposed to eat, what we're not supposed to eat. We've talked about, you've heard us talk about our seven pillars, you know, nutrition, sleep, stress management, movement. DNA, um, hormones and peptides, and the overriding things being emotional and spiritual health. You've heard us talk about, you know, the, the most of the roots or the, the manifestation of physical disease is rooted in spiritual and emotional brokenness. Mm-hmm. Even when you do all that, the point becomes that you still have to supplement properly. Where do supplements fit in? Well, they do fit in because there's these things that are absolutely missing in our bodies, missing in our life. And no matter how well you eat, we got to understand there's some things that are missing. Yes. So uh, missing nutrients. If you're missing nutrients, you're going to have problems with cellular function. Well, what, what cellular function would you have the most problem with? That's the formation of energy. So if you find yourself um, slow, tired, body aches, muscle aches, soreness, just not feeling quite optimal, perhaps you're missing nutrients. And we need to likely supplement. And of course, everybody could use a multivitamin, a good broad-based multivitamin, because that multivitamin is going to have all the players from A to Z. A little bit of vitamin A, all the antioxidants, uh, all the B vitamins, all the minerals are in there. And there are evil, if you get a really high quality one, there could be some special enzymes in there that help run the oxidative stress pathways. Mm. And those pathways really kind of help keep you from rusting in real time too fast. So um, a good multivitamin can be very essential. Plus, there are a couple other vitamins that we really need to mention. Now, we'd be remiss if we didn't mention what we always see that is missing. We do a ton of what's called micronutrient testing, and this is very important because when you look down inside of the lymphocytes of the white blood cells, you see what is there. We take things in through our mouth, this digestive process. They come in here, these vitamins, minerals, even food, and then they are digested, they're assimilated, and they're transported in really into your life, into your body, into your cells. And if they don't get there, you're still deficient. So we test a lot of people that way, and we routinely find a couple of things that are very deficient, even with supplementation. So this gives you all the more important uh, idea to understand we must, must, must supplement. And one thing we see deficient and certainly inefficient all the time, 100% it's right here, vitamin D. Vitamin D. Vitamin D is not just a vitamin, it's also a hormone. And in this time, in this uh, pandemic or in this climate, vitamin D is very important for supporting the immune system. Studies have shown that individuals who have optimal levels of vitamin D have a much lower risk of hospitalization if they get ill. So optimizing vitamin D is very important. Vitamin D is also essential in certain rheumatologic conditions like rheumatoid arthritis. 
Vitamin D is also a brain hormone. It is an antidepressant. So if you're low in vitamin D, you might be sad or blue. In the wintertime, we call that seasonal affective disorder. So optimizing vitamin D is also good for the brain. It's also good for the bones. Vitamin D plays a very large role in pulling calcium in from the gut. And if you partner with K2, K2 is its buddy that tells calcium, hey, go to the bones and not the arteries. So vitamin D, you can see, has multiple roles in your system. And when we serum test that or we micronutrient test mm -hmm. that, the system is on low meaning that we need to support with some vitamin D. It doesn't just come from the sunshine. No. no. We, oftentimes, we've got to supplement that into our systems to optimize those levels. People ask how much we need to have, and we recommend 5,000 IUs minimum. IUs is international units, and we recommend 5,000 IUs minimum for everyone, perhaps over 12. Again, below that, you want to talk to your pediatrician, but it's going to be less than 5,000 maybe even up to 5,000, but above 12, generally speaking, 5,000 or more. And then when you start checking blood work, you know, looking for things, uh, it's called 25-hydroxy-D, which is more of an active form of D after it's converted and broke down. You want to have it between probably 60 and maybe even 100. Some people say, well, that's toxic. No, it's not. It's optimum. That's where you want to have it. So that vitamin D is critically important for all of us. And uh, this is actually tied to, um, you know, hospitalizations go down when your vitamin D is up. We've seen that retrospectively with the coronavirus. So it's a big deal. And uh, the idea behind this is profound because ultimately, when we think about this, this thing called vitamin D needs to be supplemented really for everyone. And we see it such as a chronic low across the globe. Now, this one also right here, we see deficient 100% of the time. That's omega-3s. Now, omega-3s are essential, meaning that you don't get them from, your body doesn't make them. You have to get them from the outside. Specifically, two omega-3 fatty acids. That's eicosapentaenoic acid, EPA, and eicosahexaenoic acid, DHA. Those come in like high fat fish or fatty fishes. Um, they're in hemp seed, chia seeds, flaxseed oil if you're a vegetarian. A hundred percent of the time, again, these are deficient if we're not supplementing these into the diet. Now, they, why are these so important? Omega-3s are anti-inflammatory. Inflammation is a precursor to all chronic sickness and disease. So omega-3s help bring the inflammation in the system down. They also aid cell-to-cell -cell communication, meaning that they help the cells talk to each other better. You know, cells, one single cell is like its own machine. It's got all these processes that are run by the genetic material inside the cell. And the mitochondria provide the energy to make all these things happen. And the fats that are in the cell membrane help the cell signal to its buddy, hey, let's work together to get these processes of liver detoxification done, of lubricating the eyes or helping the brain synapse and function and fire. So without uh, omega-3s, cell signaling goes down. Mm. Brain function goes down. Inflammation goes up. So you've got to have good omega-3s in your system. you got to supplement somewhere around 2 to 4 grams per day around two to four grams per day. If you're checking it in blood work, you want somewhere around 8% of eight in whole blood of your omega-3. That would be the omega index. So again, two to four grams a day, somewhere around eight 
as a percent in whole blood in your blood test called the omega and check or omega check. Now, with that said, we're going to, uh, we, we've always talked about nutrition and supplementation. We haven't spent much time talking about exercise. We thought we would do that a little bit for you right now. There are really a couple different types of exercises that we want to go through and want you to kind of get these things and really know how to operate these things. So here are the main two types of exercises. There are is aerobic exercise, which is with oxygen. And then there is anaerobic exercise, with, which is without oxygen. Now, aerobic exercise, you can kind of do this kind of continually. You can run, you can walk, you can swim, you can row, you can cycle. These are all types of aerobic activity, which are exercises that are uh, performed with oxygen. Anaerobic exercises are without oxygen. Those are things like weightlifting, sprinting, CrossFit, or even playing tennis. So without oxygen, you know, you, you go, you sprint, you, your body is going to let you know when you've got to stop because the oxygen debt or deficit becomes so great. Big deal with these two forms of oxygen. So we talk about this. How do you know you're in either one? I get that. Aerobic or anaerobic. Yes. Yeah. How do you know? Here's a formula for you. It's called the anaerobic threshold. You can write this down. Then there's the formula. 180 minus your age will give you a number. So if you're my wife, 180 minus 29 will give you 151. Yeah, you catch that? <laughs> yeah, that's good. <laughs> 180 minus mm -hmm. your age gives you your anaerobic threshold. That gives you a number, whereas above that, you're going to be more without oxygen. Yeah. Remember, the higher that's the right. heart rate, the more oxygen you're going to need. Below that, you're going to be more oxygenated. You're going to be able to carry that conversation, that exercise, that movement on a little bit longer. So that's aerobic. So above the anaerobic threshold, anaerobic without oxygen. Below the anaerobic threshold, aerobic with oxygen. So I want you to really kind of catch that. That's super important. One more time, back to that aerobic and anaerobic. We've given you some examples there, of course. There are many others, aren't there? Oh, yeah. The list is endless. So you just have to find something that you like to do and that you'll be consistent with. And just for example, we need about 150 minutes of aerobic activity a week and three days of anaerobic or resistance training per week and that's minimum that's believe it or not mm -hmm. that's actually one of the things i agree with with the american heart association the Movement. 150 a week for aerobic moderate intensity and three days a week of resistance training that's at least one thing they got right yeah. uh, so. move more sit less they don't talk about nutrition much but the, the idea is we get asked all the time well i get all that but where do I start? Well, there's places you can start, and we've given you some really, really key um, areas here coming up that you can put into practice like right now. So I want you to get your pen and your paper out or get your phone out and start taking some pictures because there is a key um, place to start. When you set your goals, you got to set your goals small and work up. Setting your goals too big and too bold is going to set you up for failure. And that's not okay. We got to think about it, folks. So this is what we want to think about as far as practical ways to begin. Here we go. So you can simply start by increasing the distance that you walk. If you're working, get out and walk around the building. If you're at home, get out and you know walk around the neighborhood. 
just simply increase the amount of time that you walk. Uh, the air is nice. If you can't walk, you might simply try to find something something else, like um, putting a pedals underneath your desk. Ooh, that's good. I like that. Yes. I've got one of those at the office so I can stay active all day long. Pedals underneath the desk, and I've got weights sitting at the side of the desk so that you see that thing right there that says the 20 and 2 rule. You can sit for 20 and move for 2. So if you're at the office, uh, the 20-minute timer goes off, move your, your legs on the pedals underneath the desk for 2 minutes and then go back to work. It keeps your brain energized. It keeps your body energized. It keeps moving oxygen, nutrients, and blood throughout your system to your brain and to your tissues. Other ways you can do it is you can simply get a standing desk. So if you go from sitting to standing, you know, multiple times a day, how many squats do you do? You can do a lot. So you can increase the ways that you exercise by incorporating this throughout your day. All these things, these six things we got listed for you here can be done immediately. You got to start somewhere. Now, the one that I really think that is very intriguing is the 20 and 2 rule. That one is one that, you know, you got to think about this common sense. Where do I start? What's 20 and 2? Every 20 minutes you sit, stand up for two. That's right. It's Not hard. A 20 and 2 rule. Yep. Like I said, at my desk, I've got the little pedals underneath my feet. 20-minute bell timer goes off. Pedal for two minutes. Lift a couple weights for a couple minutes. I've got uh, kettlebells and dumbbells by the side of my desk. So you can get all the arm exercises in all mm -hmm. during the day. And even if it's just a set of 10, if you work an eight-hour day, and you're doing, you know, 10 reps every 20 minutes, by the end of the day, that up adds up to quite a good workout. Yeah. And think about this. If you're not like my queen, you don't have kettlebells and pedals and all that, <laughs> maybe just have a chair and a desk. That's sit all to in, stand. Sit to stand. My, that's what's in my office. I don't have anything else. I, I feel so deprived. But nonetheless, <laughs> you go out and walk every around the building. 20 minutes when you stand up. You activate an enzyme called lipase that actually breaks down fat tissue. Did you know that? The body is preparing to go into action mode when you stand up. When you sit down, two minutes later, you've just done a squat. And so you do that for eight hours a day. You could think about three times every 20 minutes or three times every hour, eight hour day. You did 24 squats. How about that? Yeah, that's just pretty totally cool. awesome. Yep. 24 squats per day. I think that's amazing. You know, standing up, sitting down is the best thing you do. One more thing we might not have mentioned on there is if you have a chance and you work in an office where the bathroom is, is you have two and one's a little farther away than the other one and it's not an emergency, take the farthest walk. Maybe you can also look at 10,000 steps per minute. A lot of people have these things called pedometers that measure your rings? steps. Or rings, yeah, like we've got on. These things measure quite well. Uh, you might even look at a watch that can do that, too. There's little things that you can attach to your belt to do that. Um, you might also, if you have a message to deliver to someone versus send them an email if they're, you know, if it's something that doesn't need to be documented, if they're like a uh, few yards away or several offices down, walk down to them. They probably want to have your fellowship anyway and say hello. The bottom line is there's things we need to do every day to move, and those are some practical ways you can begin right now. Now, 
We would be remiss in any sort of show we ever we've ever done to not talk about what the Bible says in regard to health, and it says plenty. One of our favorite scriptures is mm. one that is often Love this one. Uh, quoted, and I think it's fascinating because it's a scripture. Mm. It's an Old Testament scripture found in the Book Second of Chronicles, Chronicles, Second, yeah, verses uh, chapter seven, verse fourteen, and we'll quote it here in a minute. But the interesting thing about this is. This is God talking to his people. And man, when I think about this, I probably need to listen a little bit. It's crazy, isn't it? So when we think about this, let's let's read this and we'll add a little bit of uh, commentary on here. Yes, yes. Well, first of all, uh, we like the Bible because we consider it to be basic instructions before leaving earth. And this is a scripture to let resonate in your mind, get it sunk in your heart's head, because we really do need to move away from our wicked ways. So this this verse says, If my people who are called by my name will humble themselves and pray and seek my face and turn from their wicked ways, then I will hear from heaven and I will forgive their sin and heal their land. Now, let's take this apart piece by piece by piece. I think we need to catch this. The big word is the first word. What's that first word say? If. <laughs> if if my if. people, that's a big thing. Uh, if I mean, my people, choice. so if. if we say the word if, there's usually this choice ahead of time. So if my people, who's my people? That would be us if we uh, claim to be um, believers. In other words, we worship God. We believe that Jesus died for us and He rose again. He died for our sins, and we believe God lives in us, and we have a conversation with him every day. He uh, He loves us, so we believe that. We are part of his people. So if my people, who are called by my name, and that again is referring to us, will, number one, humble themselves. That is probably one of the most difficult things. I was recently on a radio show today and was asked this question. I didn't even tell you this. Mm. They asked me this question. They said, why do you think that since the all of the, the mandates and mm. all these things are being rolled back now, they realize they, they don't they didn't work. didn't work. Why do you think the CDC and the powers that be still recommend them? Mm. And I said this. I said, they're afraid to humble themselves and say they were wrong. We've talked about this before. A humble and contrite heart is pleasing to God. A broken spirit is what he wants. But when you can't humble yourselves and you can't say you're wrong, that's a problem. So the first thing we need to do if we want to get healed is to humble ourselves. And then we pray. We, we humble ourselves. We say, God, we need you. Prayer is a conversation. We have a conversation. We have this ongoing communication. That's prayer. And seek his face. Don't you want to know what God wants for your life? I do. I do. Yeah, you yeah. got to seek his Absolutely. face. And then you have to repent. You have to turn from your wicked ways. Turning means to turn the car around. It's like we're going the wrong way down the pathway. We got to turn the engine around. If you realize you're going the wrong way, stop and go the other way. If you keep going the wrong way, expecting right to turn out, that's almost like saying doing the same thing over Mm. again is going to produce a different result, meaning that's insanity. It won't work. Well, an example of that Mm -hmm. is being a type 2 diabetic. Oh, Going to the altar for prayer and not then not changing lifestyle behaviors. Mm-hmm. Now, type two diabetes, the majority of the time mm. is a disease of the affluent. 
meaning we're taking in too much, much more than our bodies can actually handle. And we're expecting to go to the altar and pray it away when we don't change our behavior and our lifestyle. We keep drinking the sodas, we keep eating the chips, we keep eating the cereals Mm -hmm. and drinking the juices. Our bodies are crushed by that. So we've got to crush that spirit of addiction and get that out of there and go to the altar and repent and turn from our wicked ways. Yeah, and when we turn from those wicked ways, listen, I'm going to go back to that scripture one more time. I want you to see that. When we turn from our wicked ways, then I will hear from heaven and I will forgive their sin. That means that God's going to hear us and he's going to forgive our sins. And wait a minute, he's going to heal our land. Do you realize the healing in that passage is not talking about just the pasture out back? It's talking about this, our physical bodies, the dirt suits. And when we think about these dirt suits, I want them to be healed, don't you? So again, if my people who are called by my name will humble themselves and pray and seek my face and turn from the wicked ways, I will hear from heaven and I will forgive their sin and I will hear their land. When God says he will, I believe he will. And we believe he will. He did in our lives. He has in our lives. He and will in your lives. To do. And he has uh, been so gracious to allow us to speak into many of your lives. So we encourage you to click on that link at the bottom of the screen. And we want to be part of your life. So you can click on that link and get our free download ebook. There's also a contest you get entered into with that. I forgot to say that we'll give you a free um, month of our immune support packs and we want you to have that and you can't win it unless you're in it right and then you also get a chance to uh, get our 13 30 minute session new course health six exposed we want to be a part of your life and so just please allow us to do it thank you so much for uh, joining us tonight right here on hope and health you could have been anywhere else but you chose to be here we're grateful aren't we we are so grateful we are grateful to be able to Put hope in your life, light the fire, ignite you um, alive for uh, how you live and lead your life physically, emotionally, intellectually, and spiritually. And that's a wrap. We'll look forward to seeing you next week right here on Hope and Health. Same time. Bye-bye. Doctors Mark and Michelle Sherwood and their clinic can help you find the hope and health you were created to enjoy. Go to Sherwood.tv for clear, proven ways you can be healthier. Subscribe at Sherwood.tv.